0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly. They're gonna kill the love of my life. Yes, if I don't go back to what I was doing, this Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal a truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous?
2: Of course it's dangerous.
0: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.
3: This is going to be like one of those Mickey Ward, Arturo Gotti fights where they just kind of stand in the middle of the ring and just punch each other in the face with no defense.
1: I hope so. I hope right? so. Right? That's, That's, what what everyone... That's what we want to see.
3: Everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb. I apologize for not being with you at the end of last week. Uh, I was actually preemptively with my uh, putting my tail in between my legs and walking away from what was the worst DraftKings performance I've had in a long time against my podcast host, Andrew Laird. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now everyone can gloat uh, in the twenty-person or twenty-entry uh, little competition we had. I finished in twentieth. Uh, Mm. So that was good. Um, I also to be fair, I also was in the process of moving, which yeah. is why I was I wasn't able to even check my team. So I Michi Bachuai who played all of one minute. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, all of seven seconds.
1: I was gonna say, I'm not sure he played even a minute.
3: Yeah, it counts as a minute. But he played all of seven seconds. Uh so uh, we'll we'll get to all that more when we go through our little bit of a preview review. We got a fast turnaround this week as we had games, uh we're recording this Thursday night, so we will be uh previewing the games of this weekend starting tomorrow, Friday, the 30th, with Hull and Everton. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But I learned a very valuable adult lesson uh, over the past week and a half or so. Uh, And, Andrew, and that is to always pay for professional movers. Always pay for professional movers. Um, No matter how little your apartment is that you're either coming from or going to, uh, it is just pay the movers.
1: What's funny is that you are somebody who has yet to do that if I understand this correctly? Oh, I have. Oh, you have. Oh, okay. Cuz I was going to say I feel like the hard way. I feel like everybody I know who has finally made the switch to professional movers is like, "Oh man, I'm never moving myself again." And yet you did that. I, and now I, you're going I, back.
3: <laughs> well, I well, I basically I said, "Oh, we can do this. This is we don't have that much stuff. It's mostly just books and small medium boxes. We can just put that into a truck. No problem." Mm. Even the five heavy things that we had, it, things didn't fit. Um, it was just, it was just a messy experience all around. Um, you know, the, the, the volumes of voices escalated multiple times. Uh, it was, it was not the most fun uh, introduction to our new neighbors as well. When we were just yelling in the hallway of our new apartment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think people but, have to
1: understand that though. That's such a miserable experience.
3: Yes, and, and and never trust a landlord who says, "Oh yeah, a queen bed will certainly fit." Oh gosh! <laughs> mattress, yes. Box spring, no. <laughs> Had to get a new box spring. Oh. One, that, one that one that folds. Yeah, folds up.
1: yeah. The mattress gets gives you a little give around the corners, but yes. the box spring does not. Oh
3: no! It, there were no corners involved. It was just the staircase. You
2: oh,
3: yeah, the staircase. Oh, it, I'm telling you. But I mean, what took us six hours to move very little? took professional movers two and a half hours to move everything (laughs) (laughs) we're just we're just ill-equipped i guess yeah
1: i was gonna say that's why they're the professionals
3: (laughs) so we have like i said we have learned a very important lesson in um i guess the kids are calling it adulting now even though that means something completely different in Mm. in in adult terms Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but yes uh, we, we learned a very valuable lesson there Lots have happened since we last talked. Uh, unfortunately, um, Bob Bradley is no longer with us. Um, well, he's with us in, <laughs> in in physical form, but not in Premier League management form. There you go. Um, and he was, in his words, poed about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah. It
1: was that a play on the PK, or is that just what he said?
3: Well, no, he said he was pissed off. That oh, he was, okay. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. Well. And the English press, was uh, he was like, well, who is this Yank who thinks he can call them road games and PKs yeah. and whatever? What The problem was is they were getting L's or losses or whatever they want to call that. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. And they weren't showing signs of improvement. Um, Andrew, do you think this was fair or foul? Uh,
1: I think it was foul in the respect that he wasn't given a transfer window and basically um, had arguably the least talented group in the Premier League. Um, but when you give up that many goals uh, without any sort of improvement anywhere uh, in terms of the defensive side, they obviously could score, but you can't give up that many goals. You know, it, the, the losses, I think, would, would have been maybe not acceptable, but they would have not led to his firing had they not been, you know, by three and four goals. So if you can't make any sort of adjustment defensively where it appeared a lot of them were just kind of for lack of trying— Um, that you got to go. What's weird is that it didn't seem like the players didn't like him. Like maybe they just didn't necessarily feel motivated by him, but I don't think they thought he was like a bad guy where we've seen some managers, uh, have that feeling or create that feeling.
3: Yeah, it was, it's, I think if we weren't American or if Bob Bradley wasn't American, we wouldn't feel any kind of way about this. I feel like we would just say oh, whatever this is just another one of those um you know teams are fear because the relegation threat is real and it's it's very um how do I put this it's it's very all encompassing when you are in the bottom of the yeah. Premier League and if you don't get out of that if you have to go down there's no guarantee you'll get back up anytime soon um just look at qpr for example a team Mm -hmm. that had a lot of financials uh, put into it and they had foreign ownership they were investing a lot of money and uh two or three years ago they went down they're not even close to coming back yep um and i mean newcastle looked to be fine you know a team that was relegated last year they seem to be doing just doing okay but you know norwich isn't uh, you know, so mm-hmm. these are teams that got the windfall of extra money from the Premier League for going down and they, I mean, Nor- Newcastle yes, but it's not a guarantee you come back and Swansea, you know, you, you kind of hope for them, you know, but, uh, it, 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 it's doom and gloom right now. And the transfer window is going to be very important for them. And we'll, we may touch on some, uh, some rumors as they, as they come about. Um, I've made a couple of transactions that I think are pretty savvy in a couple of leagues that we've uh, that we are in together so uh, I'll brag about that and do anything to distract from my draftking's performance <laughs> at, of last week uh, and then at the end of this we'll we'll, we'll get to another draftking's uh, prognostication for this upcoming weekend but we'll start with a game that we won't be uh, drawing from in terms of our draftkings lineups but a game that will be taking place on Friday at three pm Eastern time. It's Hull City at home, which means they might score, but the only problem is they're playing against Everton, who will probably score more goals, Andrew.
1: <laughs> I think uh, you nailed it on that one.
3: Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> uh, Andrew Robertson, by the way, um, someone who we used to like, um, really was exposed against Manchester City last week, but I think that'll just happen when you play against Manchester City, who are you know heads and shoulders above Hull City in almost every regard, or actually in every regard.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure so. you're going to learn much about Hull in a match against Man City, so.
3: Yeah, but against Everton, um, I mean, Joel Robles, who came in for Stecklenberg last week, he came in and pitched a shutout. Mm-hmm. Um, is Stecklenburg, like, what are we hearing in terms of his injury?
1: He's out again, so Robles will uh, will start again. And then uh, we've seen a, a few different defensive situations. Not sure what, uh, what we'll see. Um, Mason Holgate got the start last week, but... He um, was in a back
3: and, five or he was in the middle.
1: Right, yeah. So Jags is available, Ashley Williams, obviously. So um, not quite sure what we're going to see there. And then uh, Idrissa Gueye or Ghana has two games left before he leaves for the Africa Cup of Nations. So I assume they'll continue to roll him out. And then maybe they'll see what they can get along with Romelu Lukaku up front.
3: Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think to replace Idrissa uh, Idrisa Ghana, they're going to pick up Morgan Schneiderlin. Uh, they're going to certainly a- try. Yeah, that'll be a nice get for them. Uh, I think it's pretty much done and dusted when even the manager says that the player is allowed to leave. That probably means he's already left.
1: That doesn't mean he's going to Everton, though.
3: Uh, it, it, okay, that's fair. He's going to Everton. <laughs> <laughs> he's going back to the coach that made him who he was that got transferred to Manchester United. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, but- it, the uh, you know when <clears throat> Ghana comes back from AFCON and then he and Schneiderlin with, Lukaku, and you're going to say Memphis Depay, and then I don't know who else, Ross Barkley. I mean, it's a good attacking well, group. Mata, yeah. I don't who think knows? Mata's going. But...
3: No, Mata's going nowhere now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, but it's basically Everton are going to take another player from Manchester. That's what's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like anyone from the whole side?
3: No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Robert Snodgrass may get a penalty. Would you play him? No. Okay they are a midfield. Op- I mean, to be fair, I mean, in DraftKings, for example, you're not going. You're not. I don't know if there are many game formats that'll even exist with Friday's game.
1: Yeah, they have. They have. DraftKings has some Fridays. Yeah, they
3: they so. like an all weekend or like a Friday and Friday, Saturday. Friday
1: Saturday. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, we'll but, see. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I I I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, especially especially when, you know, I would never do that as the early game. I would never take a chance on someone. I'd rather wait for lineups to come out. There might be a cheap midfield option that comes about. Uh, in fact, we'll probably talk about one that's you're going to be able to get a discount on. I'm sure I'll talk about it when we do our DraftKings lineups, but um, may touch on it beforehand as well when we get to the Saturday slate. Uh, but on the Everton side, besides for Lukaku, I mean, is it just the fullbacks, or is it, or is there a midfielder that you actually like here?
1: Um, I feel like they're all kind of the same. Uh, Morales is probably the safest one, although they don't even they hadn't even really won that many corners in the last few weeks, so and I think he split them with Barkley last week so um even Gareth Barry took a few I would obviously never roster him but uh I don't think any of them provide any sort of safety and the upside's fairly limited anyway so you know if if Barkley's going to score twice let he he's going to do it for somebody else not me Yep.
3: yeah no, he's on the not my um other people's problems list right. the OP list yeah right right uh <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on to the Saturday slate where most people will be pulling their rosters from for game time on Saturday. There's no early game on Saturday. The first game starts Mm -hmm. at, yeah, that's right. We get to all sleep in, just that little bit extra. Uh, 10 a.m. rolls around, and the offensive battle of Burnley and Sunderland begins the slate. Uh, There's a lot of potential in this game for defense. Um, With Jordan Pickford now out, Long term, at least for a month or two, correct? Yes. Um, Tom Heaton obviously still is the number one goalkeeper in all formats. Jordan Pickford was actually giving him a run for his money, considering mm-hmm. the number of start difference. But
1: Vino Manone he, is not yeah, Jordan
3: Pickford. That's correct. Um, now, do you feel that Jordan Pickford is a big enough difference where you may start a Burnley option here, or like as far as going forward, because um, you love Andre Gray?
1: I'm not, but, sh- yeah. I'm not sure. Pickford made a difference. Like I, I don't really feel any differently about Burnley uh, against Sunderland because Minone's in goal instead of Pickford. Like Pickford's so, a better goalkeeper, but I'm not sure that necessarily means I'm like less. Not that I'm high on Burnley, but uh, the problem with Burnley is you just don't know who. You don't know who's going to play. Um, you know, you, you get yourself all lined up for Andre Gray, and then Sam Vokes starts by himself, or Ashley Barnes gets a start with one of them. Uh, Goodmanson's kind of been, hasn't started in a while, but he was kind of a consistent player. Defor, Arfield, like all these guys could take corners. Who knows? Jeff Hendrick. Hendrick, yeah. George Boyd is always kind of hanging around. So, um,
3: just a bunch of guys.
1: It's totally a team of, of a bunch of guys and Tom Heaton. And, um, so I, I'd say Gray has the best upside of any of them. He looked pretty good last week but didn't wasn't able to score, but uh, and I feel like they have to score against Sunderland, so I would take the guy with the most possibility, and that's that's Gray, I guess. Can <laughs> <laughs> you tell thing. how excited this, I am
3: about that game? I'll put it this way, who's more likely to score, Burnley or Sunderland?
1: I think Burnley.
3: So even you, though so yeah. you are not high on options like Jermaine Defoe? or your favorite Victor Inichibi, maybe um, even a Fabio Barini who got a start yeah, last year?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think you you just said why I can't be that high on it, because it, they have basically three or four guys who could score. I would even throw Seb Larson in there if he takes free whoa, kicks.
3: Whoa, 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 hold on. How many how many players have actually scored for Sunderland this year?
1: I think it's still three. Um, but <laughs> And you actually didn't only name two of the three. But... Um, uh, I mean, doesn't, ugh, yeah, it's, um, oh, it's four. Excuse me. Barini was the fourth.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's three, it's three plus Barini.
1: Right. And Anichibi <laughs> hasn't scored since game week 12 and Defoe hasn't scored since 14. This is 19 for those DFS players who doesn't, who don't follow it by week. But, um, they're, yeah, I, I don't think they're any higher than, than Gray should be. Yep.
3: Just a reminder that Burnley get, I think it was like 80% of their points this season have come at home, and this is at Turf Moor right. up in North England. So, right. Gray and uh, Defoe
1: have the same bookkeeper. Book, Excuse me, bookkeeper.
3: <laughs> I um, got I, I to figure out who that guy is. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> what did just you just excuse them, up, by the way? Yeah. Anyway,
1: they have the same goal odds <laughs> to score Gray and Defoe, whereas uh, Anichibi is significantly further down the list.
3: <laughs> we'll swiftly move on here uh, because I don't want you to incriminate any any more Burnley or Sunderland players in illegal activities. Mm. Um, but I think overall, I think this is maximum one nil Burnley. I think this actually, this one actually shapes up to be a nice nil nil affair yeah. with not that many shots. Boo. Yes, I know. I'm negative Nancy on that one. Uh, all right, let's go over to uh, Manchester here. We'll go to uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford taking on the surging Middlesbrough. Uh, it appears as though there's no Antonio Barragon in this one for Burrow. Uh,
1: Correct, which means your boy George Friend could be thrown in on the wrong side.
3: That's or Fabio guessing. can go over to the wrong side.
1: Right. Somebody's going to be on the wrong side, most likely.
3: Uh, who knows they may just switch to a back three and say screw fullbacks we don't need them yeah <laughs> but i think no matter what that this really isn't about burrow it's really no. about two people and two people alone it's paul pogba and it's Zlatan Oh, ibrahimovic
1: oh they- i disagree it's only two people have you forgotten the great henrik mkhitaryan no oh Come on, I think <laughs> Mkhitaryan is significantly better in this game for DraftKings, at least, than Paul Pogba. It switches, get... obviously, in FanDuel, but mikatarian has been taking corners when he starts. And if they are going to go out and blow out Middlesbrough, you would assume that they would have plenty of them.
3: The problem is I'm not sure if they're going to blow out anybody this year. Just, just look at just look at their score lines. I mean, take take. I mean, three one against Sunderland is not. I mean, it mm-hmm. flattered Sunderland a little bit, but it's really as far as when you look at the offenses being generated, M- Mkhitaryan. Yeah, he got uh, the one that he got was offside. It should not have counted last week against counted. Sunderland. Stats said so. No, it, I mean, it, yes, it, it counted last week, but it won't count again this week. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not. That's not a repeatable goal because mm-hmm. you can't be offside all the time and score. I mean, and have yeah. to count.
1: They've scored multiple goals in three straight. Um, And I think this opponent is one of the weaker of the ones they've faced. Obviously, home against Sunderland. is pretty not –
3: no, Burrow – I don't think Burrow is that weak, to be fair. I'm
1: not saying they're weak, but I'm saying they're – I think they're definitely bottom bottom half weak. Enough that Manchester United should be able to
3: take care of them at home. If I told you that – Jose Mourinho and his defensive masterpieces uh, that he usually to puts together have only given up two fewer goals than Burrow. How surprised would you be?
1: Um, not. I mean, I know that Burrow has been good defensively.
3: Yeah, I, I just think it's something to keep in mind. I'm not sure if this is a blowout game here. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, I think. I think two and a half is the perfect on the over/under here. I would be, I would, I would pass on the over/under bet on this one because I really just don't know which way it'll go in that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you think it's going to be the over.
1: Uh, I would be comfortable with the over, but even two goals will give you enough because I, with Mkhitaryan and Ibrahimovic,
3: and, and and you don't. I mean, I mean, it's false. Pogba's actually getting on the board more in terms of assists. I mean, of he's, late. Of yeah,
1: late. he's taken a, a decent number of shots too, um, but they're not great shots. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would still feel if Mkhitaryan started, I'd still feel more comfortable with him than Pogba.
3: It's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I, I mean, in DraftKings, maybe, I think that might yeah. be the only format I would say that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Every other format, I would take Pogba. Yeah.
3: Huh. I don't think it's as clear cut. I don't think it's as clear cut as you, but that's fine. Uh, that's why uh, that's why we play the games. Uh, I, I actually, I'm I'm still debating whether I think Pogba would be the better option, but with the corners, that's the issue.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: the corners is what, what might sway me towards Mkhitaryan. But you make you bring up good. You make you bring up good points. But when I watch the games themselves, it's really about just those two, Pogba and Ibrahimovic. If either one of them falters, the whole team does. In my, the way that I see that team shape up.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's that's uh right
3: but, but I, like I think, n'golo
1: Conte I, 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 I is so key to chelsea and like you'd never play him in draft kings. yeah
2: but, uh, yeah
3: okay yeah that's fair all right let's go on uh we have um unless you think there's a Middlesbrough offensive option or defensive option besides your george friend that you'd use in this one
1: no i, I wouldn't use friend i think people will look to victor valdez though
3: yeah, for saves potential. Yeah,
1: with the way what after what Heaton was able to do at Old Trafford, I don't see any reason why Valdez can't get five or six saves.
3: Well, yeah, and Zlatan's not afraid to shoot, even no. if it's a bad shot. Neither is Pogba. That so. well, he he tends to not hit the net though. <laughs> Just throwing that, I'll throw that that piece after there. Also, uh, Gaston Ramirez, the worst, the absolute worst pickup artist on Instagram. <laughs> Have you heard about this story? yet? No, I haven't. So uh, he, he asks a girl on Instagram if they are single under his under his account with his name and his picture on it, right? Good idea. Yep, exactly. Uh, and he goes, "Hey, are you single?" And the woman responds, uh, uh, "Yeah, but you're not." Oh. <laughs> and then posts like his Wikipedia his personal life section that he's married. Oh. <laughs> and, but of course they also spelled your incorrectly. So it was Y O U R. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just perfect all around mm-hmm. Bad, bad pickup skills and, you know, somewhat clever retort.
1: Hmm. Somehow I, I'll be I was too busy reading up on Samir Nasri's uh, social media exploits. <laughs> than I was uh, Gaston Ramirez.
3: Well, we'll see if that affects him on the field. Yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
3: I really hope I really hope someone gives him a little bit of stick from it, or they can be hearing like a chant at Old Trafford about it. That would just be that would be fun. That would be fun. Not for okay. Him. Yeah, yeah. Right. The aforementioned Swansea City, under the direction of I don't know, uh, take on Burnmouth uh, in um, over in Wales. Um, for Burnmouth, uh, there's one key player that played I think 20 minutes last week in Junior Stanislas. Can we actually see him come back to the starting eleven this week?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, they're significantly um, more attractive than the attack with him on the field. So if he is fit, I see no reason why he shouldn't play.
3: Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's obviously you have to kind of limit his return. So he may play you know, in game week 19 but may sit game week 20 or he may play more minutes in relief and then lead up to Monday's uh, game week 20 where they take on the second where – yeah, they, they can't. I highly doubt we'll see back to back 90 minute efforts between here uh, on Saturday and then Monday again when they play next. Yeah, I think that's fair. So uh, be t- t- tuned in for the starting lineup for Junior Stanislas, but can you even think about starting Gilfie Sigurdsson? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you don't even know what system they're going to play. It, I mean, or does it not matter? No, with it him? doesn't matter with him. He, he's going to get the ball and. Man, but I mean, it is Burmouth on the road, so defensively that does make a difference. Um, I'd I'd be hard pressed to feel good about Guilfried Sigurdsson given the price point you're going to likely have to pay.
1: Um, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think he's right. basically a guarantee for 15 points with upside of even higher on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, I will... he's he's even a great play on Fanduel. Creates plenty of chances. I mean, it's not like this team is drastically different. He was perfectly fine playing under Bradley, who apparently was horrible enough to get fired, so
3: And Guideline. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah. man. What's the negative? Like it's not like they're gonna start him at defensive
3: midfield. The negative is when you keep not knowing who's playing next to you, you know, your likelihood that that ceiling gets lower to me. His floor is pretty high. You're correct.
1: Yeah. Well, but that's really t- why you're taking. him. You you're don't not taking him wh- for
3: for ceiling. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're wasting I'd, money on guys like Mo Barrow for that.
3: <laughs> fine. It's nice, nice dig. Sick burn, dude.
1: This team um, is really bad. Like it's kind of amazing how much he's been able to do fantasy wise, at least in these peripheral peripheral games like DraftKings and Fandle, with that like garbage team around him.
3: He's the uh, he's the Dimitri Payet of Wales.
1: Totally. Except bet, like he's doing just as much, but with way less.
3: Yeah. Way less. He'll be in Italy soon. He'll be, he'll be somewhere else soon.
1: I, I would think that some Premier League team would want him.
3: Yeah. He may want out of the Premier League, though. Why?
1: To take less money to play in another league?
3: Well, Unless he yeah. went to China yeah i think
1: they're looking for icelandic internationals though they can they can teach them how to
3: they can can teach the chinese how to thunderclap yeah exactly i don't know i like secrets (laughs) that that was a lot of cultural stereotyping all at once (laughs) (laughs) that was a really offensive brush i just painted with Mm. i i will i will walk that back and apologize all right let's get back to fantasy here um Gilby Sigurdsson, Junior Stanislas, I'm assuming. Is there anyone else that kind of piques your interest? Any defenders? Any any goalkeepers here?
1: Um, if Stanislas doesn't play, that'll open up um, some possibilities. Like we've seen um, Mark Pugh take some corners, and you think that they would win a few. Gross. Um, yeah. Harry Arder has taken Grosser. some. Yeah. There's, there's not a ton. But, I mean, if you think Swansea are that bad... Um, wouldn't you want Joshua, guys like, Joshua
3: King or Callum Wilson? Yeah.
1: Wouldn't you want, um, Oh, I was going to say Daniels or Francis.
3: Yeah. Or Smith I, I, or Nathan Ake. I, I like them. Yeah. But that, well, Nathan Ake, when you put you know, if you're taking center backs in DraftKings, Kings, you're, you're a year punting. Yeah. Well, You better, I mean, sometimes you got to punt, man sometimes you do we'll see if that actually is happening later on we get to our daily <laughs> notes. all right let's uh let's let's head on over to uh, west london here where chelsea take on stoke over at stamford bridge the fixtures were very kind to chelsea this season Jeez. during the holiday break
1: unbelievable.
3: Uh, unbelievable especially because i believe the road games that they played were all in london yes it was so,
1: it wasn't it two i thought it was two home games and the road game was in london and they had the most break in between their games
3: yeah they, they it was very they got very fortunate, not going to lie. Uh, sometimes sometimes that happens sometimes it doesn't. What can yeah. I say? Yeah um, and they also don't have to play in Europe or anything like that. so yeah. lots thank of goodness the rest, they don't have to worry about the Champions League. Yeah, exactly next month. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, take on a Stoke City team that stinks. Yeah, they can't get out of their own way. That's really the only way to put it. Uh, I, I mean, I benched Jonathan Walters last week, even though I picked him up off waivers in Taga. That was a good idea. Mm. But I was still able to beat uh, John Wallen with a pitiful performance of 75 points. That was, a, yeah. <laughs> uh. That's what he gets for not coming, only coming on the podcast when I fall out of first place. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and, then, and then I beat him to go back into first place. The Thanks, John.
1: The goal distribution for Stoke is Awful. Like, Joe Allen leads them in goals with five. Nobody has more than two assists. Joe Allen is one of those guys. Arnautovic has uh, two as well. Arnautovic is suspended for this one, so... God knows what we'll see, but, like... (laughs) This... They have, like, a bunch of players who do things that don't lead to goals. And they have nobody who scores goals.
3: And they all failed elsewhere.
1: Um, Yeah. Like, Wilfred Bonney has... Was a total bust. They should just send him back in January. And but if you don't start him, you're yeah, you're starting guys like Jonathan Walters or Peter Crouch, Boyan, or Boyan, or Mommy Diouf. Like
3: not on the wing.
1: Hmm, yikes! It's this team is bad, but they get by because they sporadically have crappy days in Stoke, and so they win well, those. But.
3: I, I, Gianelli and Bula scored the own goal last week. That was yeah. pretty bad. Yep. Um, he's been kind of a bust too in the central in the central midfield. I know you liked that transfer when he came over. Um, yeah, he
1: just wasn't playing much this year, and then all of he got thrust in because they had a bunch of injuries. But yeah. who knew Jeff Cameron was so important?
3: Yeah, and, like, uh, makes sense. He's been out, yeah. and they've been struggling. And I think we're going to see a decent amount of Chelsea stacking. Yep. On Saturday. Uh, they've proved that any, literally anyone can play center forward because Pedro played up there and uh, scored twice. Just like we said. <laughs> right. I mean,
1: everybody – well, I mean
3: – Yeah, we, I mean, I said last week on the review podcast before you guys even previewed um, that I really didn't think that Bachuayi yeah. was going to get the start. And there's actually there's actually talk right now that Chelsea are chasing Javier Hernandez, Chicharito, Chicharito yeah. and they're going to sell off Bachuayi. Because apparently Conte just doesn't like him.
1: Yeah. I think Batshuayi may have scored more recently than Chicharito. But um, I think he's like three months now without a goal. But uh, it was kind of funny because everybody got very excited when Conte was like, yeah, we have to get Batshuayi some minutes. And then Costa was suspended. And everyone's like, here it comes. And uh, nope, didn't come. Yeah, I think the problem with with Chelsea – uh, it is a little bit of Liverpool without, um, without the safety of James Milner. So we have Eden Hazard who, and Diego Costa, who are obviously like fantastic upside plays. Um, and their floors are decent, um, They're but they're both pretty goal-dependent to like make value on 9,500 and 9,300 on, on DraftKings. And then uh, Pedro is obviously out for this game. Uh, because of yellow card accumulation. So theoretically, Willian gets the start. And Willian is a safe floor unless Cesc Fabregas starts because then he takes the corners. So then it's like, are you really going to take Fabregas as like the easy play over guys like Hazard and Costa?
3: No, Victor so, Moses, I think, would be the easy easier play there. Because he's um, averaging something like 10 points and would cost, I think, even... Although he may cost more than Fabregas.
1: Um, yeah, but... He's one of those that, like, he averages 10 points, but he's scored 10 points, like, once in the last six games. Like, he doesn't... His is uh, yeah, fairly goal-dependent. Yeah, goal dependent, goal dependent yeah. But Fabregas, yeah, Fabregas is much cheaper, 6,300 on DraftKings. Mm. I mean, Fabregas, I think, is the safest if he starts because he's going to be on corners, and theoretically they win a ton. Um, but we kind of thought that Marcos Alonso maybe could take a few, so who knows, but... Maybe he splits with Hazard,
3: you know, it's like, I don't know. Well, he, yeah, I think he'll take dead balls, like in terms of shooting positions. Who would? Uh, uh, Alonzo.
1: Well, left maybe on one side and then Luis and takes the other. Yeah. Yes,
3: exactly. Yeah. There's, just yeah. so,
1: there's just a little too much sharing going
3: on. Well, Willian, well, Willian actually is going to take the shooting ones too if they're closer in. No, he'll stand close. next to it while Luis skies it over the bar. <laughs> yeah, they need to stop doing that. Yeah, they All right. They do. Um, but that's but anyway, that's that's the only anyway, problem the, I have I with Chelsea. The point, I think the point's taken. You really have to look at the Chelsea lineup and then, you know, just limit limit your expectations on Willian if Fabregas starts, or in this case, when Fabregas starts. Um, he's been playing too well to sit him, to be honest. Fabregas. Uh, Fabregas, yep. yes. Yep. Um, and then you just kind of fill in the rest of the lineup around it. And you know, this might even be a chance to maybe start a young guy or two. I strongly doubt it but this would be it's definitely yeah. a good chance,
1: but I agree. I doubt it.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, well, because Tottenham are coming up on the, on the second, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, this would be the time to, if you wanted to start like a Nathaniel Haliba or an Ola Aina on the left hand side to, you know, give yeah. Marcus Alonso a rest. It's um, not happening. No, it's not going to happen, yeah. but
1: it, Spurs if, got very, but, no, I don't want to say lucky, but they had a number of uh, yellow card accumulation suspensions pop up this weekend so like toby alderwild and kyle walker both suspended this weekend but they're back for the chelsea match
3: yeah that was not uh, i'm pretty sure that was semi unintentional right <laughs> so <laughs> uh, and and that, that'll be the moussa dembele revenge game anyway uh <laughs> last time they faced it was not pretty uh okay uh oh sorry two times well last time moussa dembele i was gonna it, say last time played moussa dembele played, yeah. uh, anyway on stoke i think no, we, we kind of touched on it. There's really nobody there. I mean, you can think about starting someone like, um, maybe Glenn Johnson. I mean, maybe Glenn Johnson. I wouldn't
1: Glenn Johnson revenge game.
3: He's already scored against Chester. Um,
1: Oh, okay. Uh, so the revenge is gone. The, yes. I mean, my thought is if you're looking on like fan duel for center backs for clearances and everything, I think I'd rather stick with the Middlesbrough guys than the Stoke ones. Like, I think Manchester United will take more shots than Chelsea.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing for Lee Grant and goal.
1: Yeah, yep. I don't Ugh. see, I don't see Stoke scoring though. No, I. Don't. In fact, like, I may be even surprised if Stoke gets like a shot on target. Like, I could see a a saveless uh, clean sheet.
3: Well, just don't do what Burnmouth did that five five formation. <laughs> That's. Was- that was hard to watch for yeah. a little while. Um, it, it was hard to watch because it really was just a team in the fetal position. <laughs> so hopefully Stoke don't do that. They probably will. All right, we'll go on to the South Coast, where Southampton take on West Bromwich Albion from the Midlands. Uh, this is a Tony Pulis, Claude Puel, who can be organized better at the back affair. <laughs> um but you, you, you'll you probably contend still that West Brom were some kind of offensive juggernaut under Puelis this season. Uh, and Claude Puel, or Claude Puel, whichever way you want to pronounce it, uh, has started Jay Rodriguez up front a couple times in a row. And we saw both sides of Jay Rodriguez. Good Jay Rodriguez and bad Jay Rodriguez. Uh, so the only thing that's consistent about him is his inconsistency. Thank you, John Wallen, for letting me have 1.5 points uh, for Trusting him on Jay Rodriguez going into last weekend.
1: Hey, better than Kyle Walker. <laughs>
3: That's true, who he has. Right. <laughs> Thank you, yellow card. <laughs> All right. Um in this one though, it's really about two teams with good midfields but really a blunted tip in on the dagger that is the offensive thrust. Uh
1: I think part of the Southampton issue is uh Dusan Tadic not playing. Um, I don't know what the reason is, if this nose injury that he had is still bothering him, Um, but we've seen James Ward-Prowse basically take on most of the free kicks um, because Tadic hasn't been starting. And uh, they just, in open play, they just don't seem to get as much going without Tadic. And uh, I'm not sure uh, playing against West Brom is going to produce a ton of fantasy points for any Southampton player.
3: And flip that around to the West Brom side. I mean, you got three midfielders or defender, depending on how Chris Brunt is classified. Um, that a lot of people are going to look to maybe as a lower priced option. in Matt Phillips, Nasser Chadley, and Chris Brunt. Um, do you see any of them possibly taking a step forward, or maybe even like Craig Foster or a Ben? Oh, ben Craig Foster, <laughs> Craig Dawson or Ben Foster. I combine them into one entity.
1: Um, yeah, I like Foster um, actually because. Uh, I just I just feel like Southampton haven't looked that great recently. Um, the not goal much. they had against Spurs was was very solid, um, but I'm not sure you're going to score that many or too many goals like that against West Brom. Uh, Chadley is incredibly goal-dependent, so I tend to stay away from him, but I think Brunt and Phillips are, are fine
3: plays. You know me. Uh, I, I like I, this West Brom attack. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do. You and you alone do. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really not an attack, because you, you, you never take Solomon <laughs> Rondon, right?
1: <laughs> no, never.
3: No. It, it's, and they it, also
1: haven't scored in back-to-back games, although the opponents have been pretty tough.
3: Yeah, uh, they're going to have to show me a little more before I really buy into it. That, that, is, <clears> that, is that fair enough to to put it that way? Uh,
1: it is. I think, yeah. I'm looking at their last few results. I mean, they're, they played at Chelsea, home against United, and at Arsenal. Uh, and they thrashed Swansea, so... Um, I don't know the the only problem with Brunt and Phillips, I guess, is that because they split corners, they they may not get too many of them uh, individually. But uh, I th- yeah, I kind of fantasy wise, I prefer the West Brom side, even with guys like Cedric. Well, Cedric, I think it may maybe the one I like Cedric the most. Cedric Bertrand. Too. Uh yeah, Bertrand. Yeah, I like Cedric more than Bertrand, but um yeah, Bertrand's pretty good too.
3: Everyone used to love Fraser Forster.
1: Yeah. He looked really bad against Spurs. Yes. Like yes. obviously allowing four goals looks bad, but like he looked out of place on at least two of the goals. One of them he those, didn't even move. The Delhi Alley
3: one. those bigger goalkeepers, they, they have a tougher time with that stuff. And mm-hmm. he is a he's a hulking goalkeeper.
1: Yeah. Right. He's not just tall. He's not yeah, he's, Thibaut he's, Courtois. He's like bit huge. <laughs> he's the hulk
3: of goalkeepers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and sometimes they look out of place. Yeah. All right. Uh, let over seven to- we have them listed as wow yeah six 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 seven um after a long run with a sweatshirt on
1: <laughs> who um who do you think wins this game
3: uh this is uh, uh, this one is slightly more entertaining than burnley sunderland but I, i'm going to say one one with very limited opportunities okay okay and i think that'll be job done for both teams to be fair i
1: don't know if it's job done for southampton
3: what what are their aspirations this year? Let's be honest. At this point, yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, it's it's really just to be like mid table, you fair. know. Like eighth, eighth would be like a lofty goal. Hmm.
1: I think they they their goal is Europa, whether it happens or not is different. But I think that's the goal.
3: So what I is mean, that, Five eight, and six? Eight, Do they get five, six, eight, seven? I don't even know. It's eighth. They're eighth right now. Yeah. I mean, they're two points behind Everton. Mission but, accomplished. Yeah, this is a team that's that is separated by one point in the table and three goals on goal difference Yeah. and West Brom have scored five more goals this season than Southampton.
1: I mean, why is that surprising? Walked yourself right into that one. (laughs)
3: To you, it would, yes, that's right. To round out the 10 o'clock slate, let's go over to defending champions, Leicester, who are at home against West Ham. Uh, this is a team that Andre Ayew came back in the lineup and scored. Uh, Leicester City, whenever they seem to take a step forward, they then take two steps back. And that's two steps back was allowing two goals to Everton and scoring none of their own last week. Mm. So um, it, it's really hard to get a grip on this team. I got to be honest. I, I, Leicester, the tail of two teams, really. And I mean, the relegation threat right now, I don't think it's real to them yet, but it's there. I mean, they are three points from they are three points from the drop right now heading into the second half of the season and their goal difference puts them right where they should be. Yeah. They are negative eight. They are leaking goals everywhere and they're just not scoring at the rate that they did last season. That's to say the least, but it's, it's hard to play that counterattacking style when you're the one with the target on your back.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. They, um, they, I I think the problems are really defensive. I mean, they're, attacking wise they're they're hit or miss but they have good pieces but the defense just hasn't been nearly as good I think if I'm reading this correctly they've allowed multiple goals in uh, five of the last six games
3: which we make we make fun of we make fun of teams like well I make fun of teams like West Brom Uh, we say that South End has been really bad defensively and they have been um but like a team like Swansea, for example, who is just completely lost going forward, have only scored two fewer goals than Leicester this season, to put mm-hmm. it in perspective. Um, it, it's really not... Uh, it's really... It, they, they've scored... <laughs> they've scored as many goals as Tottenham or Liverpool. I think a, a go, Liverpool's goal differential is more than Leicester's goal scored this season. Or more <laughs> than Leicester's goal scored this season. Right. So is Chelsea's, but... I mean Liverpool, who we keep saying that they leak a lot of goals, they score so many to counteract that that their differential is better than Leicester's total goal score this season. There you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Kante is the the big missing piece. So um,
3: yeah, but that's that's more on the defensive side, right? That's that is not the difference in them creating their chances, which they haven't done. To be fair, they a lot of their creative chances last year, to be honest, was just a long ball that Jamie Vardy ran on. Ran down, yeah.
1: Uh, he's still suspended too, so um,
3: get ready we'll for see. another Shinji Okazaki, uh, Islam Slamani up front.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, looks like they're done with uh, your boy Ahmed Musa. So,
3: just such a shame. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Demerai Gray played yeah. okay on the outside. Yeah. Uh, they can put Musa out there if they wanted, but
1: yeah, they did. I mean, for a while they, or um, not for a while, but they had a few games where they tried him on the wing. and He yeah. was pretty good. I think it was yeah. instead of All Brighton, but.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most popular players on FIFA 17, but hmm. um, in real life he's just not very good.
1: Yeah. Do you – did you have any uh, thought on grabbing Mark Albrighton given that he has 25 no. crosses in his last two games?
3: No. Okay. No real thought to it. Lester I, – I, I mean, you can you can – by all means, if you start him against me and he gives you those eight crosses or something – all, all power to you. Mm. He also may get that yellow card or a red card too. All Brighton? Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying, it's it's just as likely to me that he gets a yellow card than he does eight crosses. Mm.
1: He's taken two shots in the last ten games.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can chase those 0. .75 crosses. All he's you Jesus,
1: want. Na, Jesus Navas. <laughs> that's what he's turned into.
3: I think that's offensive to Jesus Navas, <laughs> and I'm not his biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. The, I'm pretty sure Jesus Navas's agent's getting on the phone where's this Andrew Laird that's right alright um, West Ham on the West Ham side here Dmitry Payet obviously um, Andy Carroll I think is pretty obvious as well if you want to go that goal dependent route
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, I mean now we start getting to the you know the peripheral guys when you start looking at the Andre Ayus of the world or you start looking at the Mikhail Antonios of the world obviously in season long formats you're likely starting Antonio but uh Andre Ayu, do you think he continues the the good times from last week or a few days ago in this case?
1: Uh I would put Anton or excuse me, Ayu behind Antonio and Carroll.
3: That makes sense. I, I would too. Not as I mean he it's not as consistent in the fact that he hasn't been on the field. So mm-hmm. that that kinda of helps. That, that kinda of helps the case for everybody else. But mm-hmm. um if they can get him going, that would free up so much space for Andy Carroll too. Yeah, uh, for sure. Slavon Bilic just said recently that Andy Carroll he trains so hard and he plays so hard. We have to monitor his his practice time because we're obviously afraid of him getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Andy Carroll needs to not be as intense apparently on the training pitch. Um, coming from I think it was yesterday's practice, which is what you always want to hear from you know a goal a goal scorer. You want him to be hungry all the time, and apparently that's what Andy Carroll is. And Lester will provide him the opportunity to feast. That is the way I look at it.
1: So you like West Ham winning
3: on the road? Uh, I love West Ham winning on the road. They play much better on the road than they do at home. Okay. They hate that London stadium. Yeah. Oh, do they hate they it? They
1: won their last two at home. Yeah, okay, mighty opponents Burnley and Hull.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just what the doctor ordered at London Stadium. Yeah. All right. Can we get to the big one? Yes. All right. Twelve thirty on Saturday, New Year's Eve, before the bowl games. Liverpool. Not there. But and but yes. field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anfield, Liverpool, Manchester City. This one looks like it's going to be maximum fun because Sergio Aguero is back.
1: Mm, So it's Fernandinho. You don't want to give him a little credit?
3: Nope. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, Aguero is back, um, but Coutinho is not. Yeah, so that's a bummer. Uh, We can see um, basically four of the worst center backs on top teams uh, trying to slow down some of the best attacking players in the league so that should be fun
3: this is going to be like one of those mickey ward arturo Gotti fights where they just kind of stand in the middle of the ring and just punch each other in the face with no defense i hope
1: so i hope right
3: so. that's, that's what, what everyone that's what we want to see that's what we want to see and those are three of the most entertaining fights in the boxing world for all of those who didn't know what i was talking about there um go watch the go, go watch the fighter if you want to read the text of the la- uh, at the end of the movie that was pretty fun anyway um Liverpool and Manchester City this one has the potential to be one of the most fun games to watch from a neutral's perspective because when you get a game that involves like a Tottenham or Chelsea there's the chance they try to lock it down mm-hmm. defensively um, not the case here i don't think i don't even think it would be possible if they tried i was about
1: to say i think it's because they can't actually do it
3: like like they would get so frustrated they would just score on themselves
1: <laughs> just find the net and
3: they see a goal and they shoot it in it yeah that's really what they would do yeah uh, making
1: even better is that both goalkeepers have had like multiple like errors this season that have led to yeah. goals like it's just the total perfect recipe for a huge score line and usually when we expect that it doesn't always happen
3: Yeah, well, this might be a future matchup where there might be talking about a Joe Hart revenge game. (laughs) (laughs) If only Manchester City had a goalkeeper (laughs) that they didn't just uh, vanquish at the beginning of this season Mm -hmm. to little Torino. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: All right, is there any option you don't like (laughs) in terms of an option that you would normally start? Because you usually wouldn't start either the goalkeepers or any defender not named James Milner. I actually, I don't like James Milner in this one because he's just he's gotten now too expensive. Um, seventy four hundred for a defender is very expensive. They, they, the jig is up.
1: (laughs) I would um, uh, yeah the the only stat that I looked at earlier today that had me considering uh, someone else is that, uh, and if I remember it correctly, and it's and this is like when you know you've been looking at stats a little too much, that Liverpool have allowed the most shots on goal and tied for the most goals allowed to center backs in the last six games.
3: Oh, you want to go a little Nicholas Ultimendi.
1: (laughs) Ultimendi was the guy that came to mind, um, only because he's probably the only real center back that would start. Like, Kolarov would start next to him, but... When you think center back goals, you don't think about Kolarov goals.
3: Yeah, you could on a free kick.
1: Yeah, but at, but like, I think when not, you look that, at not, a stat not with that
3: scenario, not with that, not with that stat. You, right, yes, right.
1: Although when you say it that way, it's pro- it was probably somebody who was a full back playing as a center back that day. But I haven't gone that far in the into the stats. But
3: Nathan Ake. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, um, that didn't really make me think of g- getting any of these guys. So um, yeah, I would stay away from the defenders most likely. Um, I am not as put off by James Milner as you are. Um, oh, that's as
3: that a high price, my friend.
1: Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, but again, I'm not,
3: if this yeah, game is going to be, you're, he's like, he's like, you know what he's like? He's like a Rob Gronkowski. Like at his position, he's going to be more, way more expensive than anybody else because he puts up way more points than anybody else. And because he does do that, you have to have it for him to be what justifying at that price.
1: Um, okay. I'm not, you you haven't convinced me out of him.
3: No, I mean, Rob Gronkowski is always a good asset to have, right? Oh yes. But I I mean, you have to, it it puts a lot of pressure on the fact that he has to hit his, you know, his uh, at least above average performance for it to be worth that price because that price is not going down. And in fact, it's at its highest, I think right now. Yes. And, value is hard to come by at $7400 when you have to put it at a defender spot.
1: Yeah, I think um the way we've kind of been talking about it all year is if he was a $7400 midfielder, you probably you would. Pay it,
3: but my point right. is you still have to fill that mid you still have to fill that midfield spot, right?
1: Well, if you just slot him into a utility, you could just convince yourself he's a midfielder.
3: Okay, fair. Fair enough.
1: But the, but the other way is, would you rather um, punt on a center back or a defensive midfielder?
3: Uh, neither. <laughs> well, if, if, if <laughs> like you are... I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather not do either one of those things.
1: Well, of course. I'm just saying, like, if if you're looking for... I, I mean, people... that That's always a question. Like, if you're going to punt somewhere, like, where would you punt? And usually the punt ends up being some sort of horrible center back that you just hope gets four points and...
0: Winston Reed.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's Winston yeah. Reed. But it's like, would you rather take a chance on Czech Cuyate instead of Winston Reed? Like what's the difference there? If one of them gets you James Milner and the other one gets you
3: Matt Phillips. I happen to like Matt Phillips. <laughs> but you're right. I your your point is well taken. However, going back to the original part the original portion of the story, I do not like Nicholas Otamendi to yeah, score no, a center back goal against Liverpool. Yes. All right. I get we'll that. get to our we'll get to our roster construction when we get to our DraftKings lineups. So I don't want to spoil that for anybody here. Uh, and also, pay attention to the uh, Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper DFS podcast that they're doing because they can talk about that until their uh, their eyes bleed. And <laughs> think you know that's the kind, that's the if you want to talk about deep roster construction, head on over to that side of the podcast because they do a great job there.
2: Thank you.
3: All yeah. right, well, let's go to Sunday, January first. Here, this is New Year's Day, eight thirty in the morning. Uh, when you're probably coming home from your parties from the night before, uh, don't forget to tune in to Watford at Vicarage Road taking on Tottenham. God, that's terrible. Yeah, um, I feel bad for Watford. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. I mean, that's that's a that's a horrible fixture at that, that at that moment in time. Uh, again, good thing for Tottenham that they play again on Wednesday and not Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But um, Spurs traveling to Watford. If you're playing a Sunday game, you're going to get a lot of Tottenham players.
1: Mm-hmm. And possibly Kieran Trippier.
3: Yeah, we should talk about that. Kyle Walker picking up his uh, fifth yellow card, which means that this is a potential Kieran Trippier game. Mm-hmm. I ranked him number one. Uh, and that's what I will do when he has the prospect to start, a realistic probability to start, even though you don't think he will.
1: Uh, I don't. Um, the... You're not the only one who like jumped at the Kieran Trippier possibility I when Walker. First. <laughs> um you jumped last week, like before he even got his fifth yellow card. Uh the 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 thing that worries me about thinking that Trippier is going to play. And for those who are in like if you're in FPL and you're like, Oh, I've maybe I can slot Trippier in for a week. Um, he hasn't been on the bench in the last three games. I think it's three. Uh and they have Uh, eric dyer who can play right back um they have a
3: few that but that's like that's like the running back who doesn't play special teams like eric dyer can play three different positions which makes him a more valuable bench asset than kieran trippier
1: i but my my argument is because he can play those positions they want him to play that position as opposed to a guy that can't even make the bench like obviously mauricio pochettino does not think that highly of kieran trippier He's played eleven minutes this year, and I realize most of that All is right. because Walker's I'll, I'll, played I'll so many
3: you, minutes. I'll give you an NFL example. When Jonathan Stewart gets injured for the Carolina Panthers, Cameron Artis Payne is the one that backs him up. when Jordan when Jonathan Stewart is healthy, Cameron Artis Payne is not rostered for the games because he doesn't play special teams. Fozzie Whitaker is the one that does that because he can play special teams and he can play running back. So if you if, um, from an NFL perspective, if you're starting the best talent at that position, given the health or suspensions or whatever you have, that's the case for Karen Tripper. He is the best talent at the right back spot that they have, not named Kyle Walker.
1: I think Mike Tolbert gets more carries than cart Cameron Artist Payne though. <sighs> Only at the goal line, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Trust
3: me, I'm like one of Mike I, Tolbert's biggest fans, all right. I, I I wanted a Mike Tolbert jersey until he was let go from the Chargers. I
1: I mean I understand why Trippier should play. I'm just, I You're wouldn't be surprised if he didn't.
3: Yeah. You're skeptical that it happens. I understand,
1: but, I'm, and I'm would, skeptical okay. because of the number right. of times where we're like, all right, this is the game.
3: Where would you rank Karen Trippier? If he was, if, if he's announced that he's starting,
1: um, behind Danny Rose for sure. Um, and in FPL, I would probably rank him behind Alder wild. And he's probably the only other one who's def- defender. Alonzo? Um, yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't rank Trippier that high at all. Uh, fine. <laughs> I don't think. I think we're we're thinking of Burnley, Kieran Trippier, and that guy is long gone. The,
3: that the is, reason why Trippier was such, such a, a shame. the reason yeah, why
1: Trippier yeah. was such a great option when Burnley were, was of last time is he would send in like fifteen crosses a game, and Spurs don't do that. That's not how they play, and so expecting him to be that guy, um, is naive. I think.
3: Well, allow me my na- naive naivete. Hmm. Is that how it's pronounced?
1: No, but <laughs> I got. I know what you're saying. I did. Yeah. Allow, I,
3: allow me my ignorance, then, please. There
1: you go. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously going to be much cheaper than Danny Rose, but expecting Kyle Walker production, which isn't
3: that great, um, I think is is wrong. I hope he plays for 10 minutes and scores a goal. Uh, to prove us both right. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he all comes right. off the vengeance scores. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> It'll prove us both right. He yeah. didn't start, and he put up a bunch of points. Right. All right. Arsenal are at home in a London derby against Crystal Palace, because this one has all the juice that everyone else has. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Christian Benteke... Uh, uh, i don't know man palace no more alan pardew
1: yeah it's now big, big sam. sam
3: territory big sam Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so painful it's so painful man um this should be an easy arsenal win i'm talking like it four or be. five like it doesn't matter at this point, like with Alexis playing so well, with Ozel playing well against bad opponents, especially. I mean, the only player that's not there is Santi Cazola. Um, Olivier Giroud scored in his first start of the season. Yeah. It's just
1: it sounds like cuts out again, so I think Giroud should start again too.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, and Awobi will probably start. Yep. So it's It should be all,
1: should be All, all
3: systems go. Yeah. Uh, i think more than tottenham players i think you'll see more like more uh, if you have to construct a roster you're gonna put a whole bunch of arsenal players uh sprinkle in a couple of tottenham players and then like
1: like, aurelio gomez yeah yeah,
3: like or or i would actually say you may actually have a better chance with hennessy because arsenal shoot more on target potentially
1: um i don't know spurs have been getting plenty on target of late yeah. Erickson He'd, and Kane at least But
3: yeah, but, but that's what you're going to do You're going to get like one player from those two From Watford and Crystal Palace And then the rest will come from Tottenham and Arsenal Because you have to put three teams on yep. it Yep Just, I think
1: we'll at least see Not that we would roster him this week But Andros Townsend I think Is going to get his starting job back um, Which is nice for fantasy purposes at
3: least Yeah Alright let's get to our Let's get to our starting lineup shall we For mm-hmm. our DraftKings contest That we do every single week I have a big upset for you. Yeah, what do you are get? you ready? Tom Heaton is not my goalkeeper. Oh, <laughs> it's Ben Foster. One thousand yeah. dollars less. Yep, <laughs> uh, it's Ben Foster at four thousand. It, it the value's too good. Way too good. It's the way the value is too. Even I have to stray away from my number one man crush in terms of goalkeeping. And if I have to do it, that means you probably should too because mm-hmm. I was I was the earliest member of the Tom Heaton bandwagon. And <laughs> 5,000 now, he I would no longer have to scroll down to see Tom Heaton's name. <laughs> he's on the first little he's section. He's on the first there. page. You made it? He, he's finally he's made it to the big time, guys. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. now finally behind Asmir. Uh, he's finally on the same page as Asmir Begovich. There we go. Alright, but it's Ben Foster in goal and I have only two defenders and they're both pretty good in my opinion. It's Antonio Valencia at 5,000 and Patrick Van Onholt at mm. 5,400. So not Van only Anholt.
1: do you go against Heaton
3: I go against take him the twice. Guy?
1: Yeah, you go against him twice.
3: Well, to be fair, I thought it was 0-0 so it's not like I'm oh, really... Oh, that's true. That's true.
1: Like
2: it's
3: not like I'm really like, saying that uh, but I'm picking one of the four goal scorers from Sunderland all season.
1: Um... Do you think he scores, or you're just playing him for?
3: Something? I'm playing him for the potential of crossing and for the potential of scoring a goal. Yes.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm and and, and you
3: know, and clean sheet potential. That's pretty good. That's pretty good from a defender of 5400s.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I also have Foster. Yes. <clears throat> um, I took. You've been starting him a lot recently. Yeah, I have been. Uh, I took a defender who has taken three shots in the last two games. Uh, he had another two shot game uh four ago five ago excuse me and he plays for Burnmouth. who do you think it is
3: oh is it um steve cook it's the other guy it's steve cook (laughs) um
1: the yeah I, i took steve cook um partially to see if i could beat you with steve cook um no i'm just kidding uh, the Swansea defense is just so bad and he's been kind of getting a few shots in the box. Like that's, this is the definition of a punt, but at 3,200 that box I needed it. in that box, um, the reason why I took Steve cook is cause I paid 7,400 for Milner.
3: Ah, there it is. Yeah.
1: Um, I'd also like to say that the, well, I'll get to that later, but, um, I have four. Uh, yeah. Four midfielders. I only have three. Um, I have. I spent thirty nine hundred on Sebastian Larson. Oh um You if, people if you Adnan he is I,
3: the savior of all things, cheap midfielder. Well, thirty
1: nine hundred is really cheap. Oh. Um so if you want to say I spent seventy four hundred on a midfielder of James Milner and thirty nine hundred for a Sunderland for the other Donald know, Love. Yeah. Sure. Um, then I'll do that. He Larson's value uh, goes down if, um, if Yana's eye starts. Cause I'm guessing Yana's eye takes the corners, which is ridiculous, but, um,
3: him and that goatee.
1: Yeah. Um, so I have Larson in now and we'll probably have to switch him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I paid up for, uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Dimitri Pyatt, and Gilfie Sigurdsson.
3: We have very different rosters. Yes. This is
1: great. I, this is I'm so actually great. going to finish mine just because I have to yeah, make another say. point. I, I spent 5,700 <laughs> right now. I have Andre gray in there, but I initially had, um, Leroy Sané, um, who I'm not sure is going to start now that Aguero's back. Correct. Um, but if Sane starts, I, I would definitely consider him, uh, just because that Liverpool defense, uh, likes to not, uh, defend on the wings where, well, where he would be. So, um, I like Sané more than Gray, but I I have Gray in there just because I think he's going to start. But I have no Chelsea guys, and that worries me. I have zero. So do uh, I. At, and they're the biggest favorites playing at home against Stoke. So it seems like you should have somebody. But I'm I not know. sure who I would play over. The, I mean, I'm basically, I would be choosing Hazard or Costa over Sigurdsson or Pyatt.
3: Which I wouldn't do it either. So, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would or consider Fabricas, hazard. I guess so, I could but, get instead but, of but hazards, but hazard's even more expensive. So yeah. Anyway, let me get to my yeah. Sorry, um, you're going to be. With, I for sure thought that I paired this guy with you. Um, I'll get to him last. I have Chris Brunt at forty-six hundred. I have Yaya Torre, hoping he still continues to start at mm. five thousand. Mm. That 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 painful for you? <laughs> he should start. <laughs> he should. Like, I
1: think, yeah, he should.
3: He should. Uh, 46 and then 5,000. So that's 9,600 total between those two right there, um, which I think is tremendous value, which allowed me to then take the two most goal dependent forwards in uh, in Sergio Aguero and Zlatan Ibrahimovic at 9,000 and 9,100 respectively. The 9,000 on Aguero is a bargain to me. I agree. He's usually up at around 10, between 10 and 11. So I'll take the value there and just allow myself the profit, hopefully, if I'm going into next week. Um, Zlatan is Zlatan he's Zlataning all over the yeah, place yeah um and then here's the big surprise I have Henrik Mkhitaryan at 7500 oh. <laughs> I could have sworn I was gonna pair up with you on that one that was more of a defensive I, I need to yeah exactly
1: yeah um so neither of us took
3: Hazard or Kevin De Bruyne. I've been burned by Kevin De Bruyne like four straight weeks really has yeah. he been that bad he's been pretty bad
1: 182316 and 8. Yeah, that whole game was terrible. Um, <clears throat> yeah, De Bruyne's the only one I was really upset about not having. Um, Aguero to a lesser extent, but the not playing Aguero. at Liverpool is not
3: it's Liverpool. It's yeah. Liverpool in that defense. Yeah. I'll take the I'll take the forward there every time yeah. and the guy who can act like one. Yeah. So um, I'm. I'm just. I thought. Oh, you. You said you had McEachern.
1: Yeah, I have vegetarian
3: Oh, I thought you didn't. Sorry, oh, I, th- yeah. I was stunned. You were like, right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I did. Okay. So I paired you up on that one. But overall, we still have very different rosters. So yes. a guy that I thought about under the radar, just for everyone to kind of look out for, is John Flanagan at Burnley. Um, he's been playing opposite of Matthew lowton and. No,
1: it's, uh, Ward's been playing. No. I think m- he played because Loton was suspended. I don't. Think yeah, he-
3: that's right. But. I, don't know if he's... I like i still like john john flanagan in that mole can i say yeah he, uh, he played he play, he's played two games in december but that's probably due to suspensions but yeah. he fills up a stat sheet very nicely if he does play because he does more than just cross because <laughs> he doesn't cross right <laughs> so what does he do again <laughs> just looking for his what taggles one, one in interceptions oh okay but I, I I happen to like John Flay. May, maybe it was just a, an emotional thing. Cause I saw him last week, and that's really what I was talking about.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, I also like Glenn Johnson at all times mm. um, If you're looking for a cheaper defensive option, um, a midfielder that I was kind of thinking about was Boyan at 5900 just on the off chance that Stoke score. I, I think that it has to be that it has to be someone like him
1: yeah i'm I'm pretty much done taking people playing
3: Chelsea. <laughs> it's it's not a good way. It's not. It's like betting against Bill Belichick, even when they're favored right. by seventeen and a half points against the Jets. Yes. Can you believe that they still covered that spread? I think he was uh, sixteen and a half, and of course I can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as a Jet fan. Yeah, I'm a Jet fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm am a Charger fan, and I actually bet Cleveland last week. Oh. Huh. Yeah, that was the most painful win on betting. Anyway, uh, Andre Ayu at fifty seven hundred is another option that I would be, you know, tempted to consider as a forward because it's very inexpensive, and I think it's a decent matchup there. So those guys that I thought about playing but chose not to. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. And on that note, we will end this episode of the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Happy New Year to all, and to all a Happy New Year. For Andrew, I have been Mike. We will catch you in 2000 and, well, kind of, 2000, yeah, 2017 oh, next yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll catch you in 2017 for the next episode of the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. Talk to you then.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday.
2: Our line of work is
0: quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal a truck, bring it to me, then you make your money. Is it dangerous?
2: Of course it's dangerous!
0: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13.